0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, which is at the corner of Peace and Mind with your host, Trinity Glenn. It's been a while, and it's good to be back. I am actually in my library again because I was in between on if the library was still going to be partially open. But then I was like, wait, Trinity, it is, you know, still open to the public. So why wouldn't it be? So I am going to use this much time since I'm going to be here in Kent for the summer. And we're going to talk about some stuff. I don't even know what the episode title is going to be about with all the stuff that I am um, going to cover. But we will cross that bridge when we get to it. So, greetings. Um, I have been gone for a couple of weeks. I'm not really sure. But hopefully all the other episodes kept you company. And I've been, you know, I've been okay. Okay. <laughs> For the most part. But, you know, we're getting we're getting there somewhere. Uh, I reached out to you guys, a couple of you guys, and asked if there were some things that you guys want to hear. Not a lot of responses, so we're just gonna stick with what I was planning on doing myself. So today is just gonna be like not kinda diving into a topic, but just just a little self check, you know. Um, you guys you know, probably haven't heard anything new of me since my last, um, I almost said TikTok, <laughs> my last episode. I'll turn off my ringer. Um, but that's basically what we're going to be doing today. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of independence and a bit of routine as well, because every time I keep saying I want to talk about my routine, I don't talk about it (laughs) um which is very interesting so I will actually since I've written it down that is um what we'll talk about and then just my life I guess I don't know I don't want to get too much into what we're going to talk about instead I just want to talk about what I'm going to talk about so um as far as independence goes I have started to shift into trying to depend on myself as a little more than I have when I was younger now I'm fully aware that I have help from family and friends financially but as far as finances go I don't know it it was just something that I wasn't as frugal with as I was and am now um now that I'm you know getting to i'm getting closer to my 20s i need to start being more responsible with my money because you know when you're in high school you don't have anything to worry about as far as money goes but full dependency is such a relief when you can buy the things that you want instead of like asking for your parents or try to bargain with them if i get this good grade can i get this if you know i do really well uh could we buy this can i get this for christmas i could just go out and buy it myself And that is more fulfilling than um, asking. Because you know at one point you're supposed to ask because you can't work until a certain time anyway. But you get so used to it until you realize you're like 30 and you don't know how to save money. So I've been getting back and forth. Um, Every time I get paid at work, I put a specific amount in my budget binder and I put each the same amount in every one of them. Now I want to look into more researching habits researching (laughs) budgeting habits um researching like budgeting habits and saving money and maybe challenging myself for like a month of how much you know five dollar bills I can put somewhere because my mom she did that one time and I keep her doing it and I think she had said like it it goes up every week but for me I think I can try and do like five dollars a week and put it away somewhere um what else have I done uh I went home for a week uh last week I was uh Back home with my family, uh, it was a very short trip. Obviously, I hung out with my best friend Autumn. Um, I dyed my hair, nothing too crazy, just a brown, like a nice summer brown. It's really pretty. I really like it. My roots are darker because you know my my new growth was really out there, um, but I like it. I don't know. I, I like the darker roots on with lighter, you know. But even though it it does look fully even as it did from the last time that my hair was. Like I loved the color scheme of my my hair that I had then, but it was like four different colors. And it worked. But then I had the new growth that was just like really, really, really dark brown. And then it was like light blonde, then a medium brown to brown. And it was just it was just all over the place. Now that could be fine in some circumstances, but to me it just I just didn't feel good. I don't know. Um, I was just looking at myself and I I can tell that I was just kind of letting myself go because, well, one, I have, you know, challenged myself to see how long I can go without a retwist because the community of, of having locks is not having to have to retwist your hair every so often. I would twist my hair every like month to month in two weeks. Like I never really retwisted my hair ever so often but until like I have first got got my locks like my starter locks um, because those needed to be maintained a lot because of the whole locking process they're not fully locked they're not fully mature so but when I was getting into the budding part I was just really trusting the process because my locks were so short and my hair was so long and it's really it's a really humbling experience because as black as black hair how rebellious it is. It's just like, oh man, I have so much hair, but when I wash it, it goes all the way up to my to my roots. And it, you know, my hair was coming in really healthy when I had my locks and I was really happy about that because there's nothing wrong. I'm not like dissing on anyone who does go in with their locks with damaged hair or anything like that. But just for me, a personal feeling, I just felt good going in. You know, virgin hair, about to dye it, but my ends were clipped, everything was good, my hair was conditioned, it was detangled, everything was fine. And everybody at my um, the my loctician really appreciated that. Because when you take good care of your hair and you make it so much easier for your loctician, you'll get even better results. And, uh, you know, more, what's the term, like a more understandable hairstylist because once you put in the effort for the hairstylist they'll make moves for you like you know if you stay consistent with them they'll be like hey I can squeeze you in even though I'm fully booked stuff like that but um (laughs) what was I getting at oh I was talking about dyeing my hair right it's a really pretty color um I like how it I wanted to choose a set of brown that would look really good with my skin in the summer and outside of the summer so once my tan goes away it's still a good color for my skin tone because I found all the shades that work for me. Um, And I feel really better. Like, I I look... I kind of feel proud in how I look now that I know what colors I wear. Now, mind you, you can wear whatever colors you want, but I have a thing with direction. (laughs) And if I, you know, steer away from it a little bit, I kind of spiral. So if I have, you know, a direction and a routine... I stick to it, or at least try to, but if something works for me, I'm just going to stick with it until the wheels fall off, so (laughs) it's fine. Um, I'm trying to see anything else that happened. Oh, I think you guys had, I had mentioned in my last episode that I was going to start a book club. Um, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) It wasn't the fact that I couldn't finish a book in time. I definitely could have, because the book was not that long. It was 160 pages, but Oh, man, the book was really slow. Or it was just in the midst of me finding different books that I like. You know, you get so many books, and once you read so much and you kind of stick with what you're used to, you kind of get tired of it. And then you're like, okay, this means I have to change my taste entirely. Maybe this is why I'm not, like, enjoying reading as as much as I usually do. You know, cause I was like, I love reading, but why do I dread reading this book? Is it because, uh, what is it? Like, is it me? And then I just put the, the fault on the book because I, I don't know. It was good. You know, I liked it, but you know, books have a really slow burn sometimes. And the great thing about books is that if you don't like it, you could just stop reading it. Um, at first I was like, man, that's a waste of time. I would rather just finish what I start, but like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares there's so many books that I started and I was like okay no no we're not doing this so um the book that I'm currently reading right now is called Cleopatra and Fra- Frankenstein it's not what you think it is it's not like a some weird mythical fantasy book it's like a um they're very they're short for names because um Cleo and Frank are a married couple that Met on New Year's Eve, and Cleo, she is a um, English artist who moved to New York, and her visa ended in like uh, a couple months from January, um, from December because that's New Year's Eve. But um, she met Frank in an elevator, and they hit it off ever since. And I'm just getting into the part of you know their married life of, you know, I don't know because her best friend Quentin. Quentin <laughs> I forget how I'm, I'm American some people like butcher words sometimes but um Quentin is Chloe's one of Chloe's best friends um and she Quentin believes that she only married Frank because her visa was ending and she had to be a citizen but we're getting into the like the nitty-gritty and stuff but um, this book was only available in hardcover for some reason or wherever I could find it, I can only find it in hardcover. So I was like, okay, screw it. I'm not a big fan of hardcover, but if I must. So I bought it and I was like, I don't know. I like how this feels in my hand. I don't know. Um for a long time, I loved paperbacks. I was just like their ride or die supporter. I just love paperbacks. They're just more easier to transport. Um. But once I held this this big hardcover book, I don't know. It just felt really comfortable in my hands. It's it's not, you know, the most comfortable way to to read it on your back with your hand as it is with um, a paperback. Because you can, I don't know, you can kind of, like, hold it a specific way with one hand. But with the hardcover, you just kind of have to make it stable. And then the book jacket kind of, like, collapses sometimes. But it's fine. I still love the journey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing so far. It's not nothing too serious that's happened in a couple of weeks i'm trying to like ease my way into this summer even though it's already started um there's some things that i want to do like i want to go to a rent fair i want to maybe start yoga i went on a run yesterday oh my gosh i forgot to tell you guys um i went on a run now i am i was a band student and i was not an athlete but i did stay active during the summers, like I would bike, I would do CrossFit, I would just, you know, work out at the gym. Um, But as far as running went, I just didn't really know how much my endurance was. Like, yeah, I I would run on a treadmill, but that would be just like as a workout, like run on the treadmill for 10 minutes, walk or something like that. But a big outdoor track is completely different. Um, So I did three and a half. I didn't run all those three and a half. Because I didn't, again, I didn't know how long my endurance would go. So it was like on again, jogging and walking. And I'm a little sore. (laughs) My legs are a little sore, but not to a point where like I can't walk, but it's fine. It felt really good because running, um, from what I have read, helps with anxiety. And my good friend, Guy, who was on this podcast, said he mentioned that it really helps with, you know, distractions and stuff, eases your mind. No, I wasn't feeling that way yesterday because that was my first time running. But well, once I start to get into a groove, I'll feel it maybe. But yeah, I'm not gonna knock it just yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have water with me that I got from Starbucks. It's like in the library. Um, but yeah, I have spent like 15 minutes talking about who knows what. So we'll get into like routine until I before I forget. So when I talked about, like, the routine episode, which I have noticed, a lot of you guys like that one. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, like, noticed a big, um, you guys just really, like, listening to that. Like, a lot of you guys tuned in for that one. I didn't even, like, give you a a synopsis of what it was about. It was just, you know, just said routine, and that was it. But, um, in that episode, sorry, I yawned, (laughs) I talked about why, um, Having your own routine that's you yours and yours alone is so important because we get so wrapped up in everybody else's routine online in social media that we feel sorry for ourselves that we don't have this fourteen-step skincare routine and we don't eat acai bowls and you know just some things that you know don't really have any relevance to us um, or it just doesn't you know makes your life seem less aesthetically pleasing. It's all, I'm not gonna say it's all an act because some people really do put that much effort into their lives every day because there's nothing wrong with romanticizing your life. It's really not. It's just, it feels, to be frank, um, no pen intended to, not to my book, <laughs> but um, I don't know, romanticizing your life a little bit makes you feel better about yourself. And when you do, it's just like, you know, this is my life. I am making myself look good and, you know, taking myself out to eat, you know, capturing the moment just to have some purpose in this big old world because we're all small specks in everything. And sometimes you realize that and you kind of think about how insignificant, insignificant, it's insignificant, sorry, how insignificant your life may be as a to everybody else's and sometimes romanticizing your life just makes you feel a little bit more stable um at least that's my take I don't know how everybody else feels about that but if I you know if I landed on the nose um pat on the back for me but everyone has a different idea of why they like to romanticize their life because I noticed something um I saw something a, a while ago. And I didn't realize this um, or this was an actual thing. You know, I think I thought there was like a a meme or like something that was really edited bad, you know. But I noticed um, or I I don't know what kind of post it was, but um, it might have been a TikTok. It was at a certain age when you're really young, everything looks brighter. But when you're older, everything is duller. So maybe it's like, you know, because I kind of believed it. But then I was like. So this is does this mean we're losing our innocence or is it like our eyes are going bad like you know what I mean because I had um realized that um I don't know kids see everything in such a brighter lens than we do and I didn't realize that was like a literal sense you know what I mean I'm going to search that up right now to see if it's true <laughs> um Cause I may be wrong. Oh, it says children's eyes let in more light than adults' eyes do. It turns out that children's eyes are ana- anatomically slightly different. They let in more light, and a study in the journal Psych Physiological-, <laughs> Physiological Reports suggested that exposure to bright light before bedtime can throw their body clocks out of whack. Oh, because their eyes are not fully developed yet. So it's not really, like, a full, like, psychological, like, oh, because of the innocence. Their innocence hasn't been compromised. They can see much better. I think it's just, like, an anatomy thing. But wouldn't it be cool if that actually had, like, some substance to it? But (laughs) I digress. Um, Things are so much brighter when you're a kid because... You know, you don't really have that much care in the world to have anything to care about in the world. You just play and you grow up. You lose a couple teeth, you bruise yourself a little bit, but other than that, there's nothing else to really worry about until you get older and then you have more responsibilities. For some people, it's kind of scary, but for me, I like having responsibilities because I feel like um, for a lot of people... Um, they had to grow up really fast in their families, and I was one of those people. Uh, we're not going to get into that though. <laughs> but I was a kid who had to grow up really fast, and I don't know. Responsibilities feel not scary to me as they used to. I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think responsibilities ever were scary for me. I don't know because I kind of just you know assert myself wherever I need to be. I think that was just the people pleaser issues. Um, I had a lot of growth about that, but I still have to talk about like an actual routine. Um, as far as my routine goes, on a good day, um, I usually wake up and well, obviously, <laughs> but um, I usually wake up a shower. Um, I try and find a decent outfit to wear depending on where I go or if I plan on staying inside. I wear something that feels, I don't know, feels like I'm not wearing anything. Cause I'm not a big, you know, until I got older, I started wearing, like up until now, I started wearing clothes that actually fit me, but just a really nice blend. Cause I'll wear a shirt that's really tight up top, but just something about skinny jeans, I can't do it. I only wear them for work. I just don't like skinny jeans anymore. I'm a real big baggy jeans, baggy sweatpants, baggy shorts. Kind of get out. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, but when I go out, I really resort to Pinterest because that's like that's like my best friend. I li- I look on Pinterest as if it's like a Vogue magazine. I can spend hours on Pinterest, and uh I do my makeup the same way. And when it comes to like my routine, that's about it. Um, it just depends on the day how I'm feeling. Do I want to read? Do I want to write in my journal? Do I want to watch a lot of movies? We'll see what the day brings. But it's really important to know that if you don't have a routine, that's okay. (laughs) It's really okay. Um, If you feel good about freelancing your life like that, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to have a routine. It's just a lot of people feel better with some sort of structure. But just don't feel like an oddball if you don't have one. That's all I'm going to say. I guess what I want, what I would like my routine to look like, it's not like everybody else's, of course, but I don't know, something that feels good to me that doesn't feel like a routine. You know, it just kind of flows within my day. Maybe I know it, but without realizing it, but something that I'm just, you know, I'm I'm kind of programmed to do. Maybe it just kind of takes me to do it. Rep, tr- tr- rep- What's the word? Repetitiously? Is that a word? I think it is. I trying to see if I said it right. Repetitively. I think repetitively is a word instead of reti- <laughs> repetitiously. Let me see. I think it's repetitively. I think I just made that word up. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad that I, I checked myself, though. Um, just doing something repetitively. Repetitively, Lord, um, helps um, with not feeling as programmed. Or, like, f- making you feel programmed but not, like, Okay, at 708 I do this and then this it just flows in the day. Um something like that. It's not like um I get up, I shower, I work all day, I go to bed, I come home, I go to sleep or something like that. If you know that <laughs> if you know that reference, um you're golden. Um let me see what else do we have to talk about. Um I've tried to stay true to myself for the past couple of weeks. Um because I really can be my worst enemy and that's really hard to try to stay true to yourself if you are your own worst enemy because you listen to yourself all day every day until you kind of go to sleep but you're kind of alone with your thoughts um but I've gotten a lot of revelations There's was a lot of words that I have I'm, I'm like in between on it's revelations I think I think I had this problem in one of my other episodes. I think it's Revelations. Um, uh, I had, um, I celebrated my, um, I celebrated Sansi's birthday this past Friday. And we went out to eat and we talked at this Mexican restaurant that we always go to. And she had mentioned to me until I, I didn't realize this until she said this, she was saying that um what did she say she's she was saying oh I can't believe that you know at one point last year I was you know coming to school this is Santi talking (laughs) I was moving in with my family and I was in my room and you walked in and you just had your hat and your braids and your shorts and just said like okay bye I'm going to KT and then now you're like a completely different person how does that feel and I was like Man, because now that I think about it, um, I just really like look back on the first year, freshman year, because we are about to be juniors now. I was like, "Oh Lord, that was just only a year and a half ago, or maybe about coming up on two years, because that was like August, but we're almost into August, you know, it's almost two years. But I was like, man. And that was just two years, how much I have grown and changed. And I was like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that was just two years. I thought some sort of change would happen with like, within maybe 10 to 20 years, you know, but like two. And she was laughing at me because I was like, I have to keep doing this for the rest of my life. I have to keep growing and changing until I die. I'm sick. I don't want to keep doing this. Can I just be can I just be, like, this person for the rest of my life? But, you know, it's inevitable to happen. It just, gosh. And then I kind of went down the line of, like, my appearance, how I, you know, bring myself together. I was like, yeah, I do look different. I kind of can tell that I look different when I look at myself in the mirror. I do look almost 20, Um because I got my locks and when I started high school I had braids those are like my favorite braids not never did I realize that was the last um that was the last protective hairstyle I would ever have no that's a lie I had faux locks and then I didn't realize that was the last, um protective style I was ever gonna have um I don't know faux locks just did not I don't know they just didn't look right to me they did when I had like two separate colors um, Maybe, like, three, two years ago. Because um, those were, like... I had, like, Reese's peanut butter color scheme for that. And then the one that I had recently was just, like, straight black. And I was like, I don't know. This just doesn't look right. Um And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get... Let's just get locks. And now I'm here. Um, The way that I present myself and the way I speak is a little bit different. I think I do speak a little bit more... um, I mean, I was always told um, that I am an eloquent speaker. But I think I have gotten it, like, aged a little bit. Um, I think me and Santi were also talking about how women age like wine as opposed to men. Um, They (laughs) are—men kind of stay the same for a couple of years. And then it's just a switch at, like, 40. They get mature. Um, or maybe some of them don't at an earlier age, but it took like a couple of years until they got to where they need to be. Women age like wine. That's definitely, that's, I think that is a, a stone cold fact. Um, because I feel change, but not a drastic change, but I feel like who I am now is definitely not going to be the same in the next three months. Like we're always changing. I think it's just the monthly cycle of of it all because men have like a 24 hour or yeah, they have a 24 hour hormonal cycle as opposed to women. And it's like a month. (sighs) I'm so tired. (laughs) Oh, man, I love being a woman sometimes, but uh, I'm so exhausting. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It feels weird, but, you know, it just kind of feels like, eh, it was bound to happen. And it just feels good that people actually see you change, especially the people who live with you or who you live with. And you're like, oh, you changed. How does it feel? And it's more like a, I've noticed this. And it's not in a bad way because you know how some people find something they notice about you and they kind of see, like, as a con- as a concern. But this, the tone that Santi had, it was like, a, she's really changed in two years. <laughs> um yeah I think um it was just an epiphany that I had I don't know where in those two years I was like I gotta stop feeling sorry for myself all the time I'll give myself maybe a week at most but then I'll just get back into it people are dying (laughs) there are things to do so yeah I um let's see I'm sorry if this is all over the place we're only at 30 minutes I don't know why I thought I would be talking more, but um, I'm just, you know, being really up in front with you guys. (laughs) It's kind of all over the place, but it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, Yeah, as far as therapy goes, it's good, too. I... I've learned a lot about myself. Um, from what I mentioned before, I can be patient with people, but I can't be patient with myself. And then that kind of goes into being upset with people for small inconveniences and I mean, you know, that sort of thing. It just, you know, it's, it's kind of looped in that whole thing. But then um, the hardest, hardest pill to swallow was, like, I can't be concerned for everybody. None that's, all of that stuff is none of my concern. Um, it's not in a selfish way, but I would, like, wholeheartedly just insert myself in people's lives to help them out. And I can't do that. I'm not responsible for everybody. Um that's exhausting and I can't be that person for someone all the time because again, that's exhausting. Um like you know, I can be I can be there for you all the time, but it gets kind of tiring when you're the only person there. That's the only reason that you're there. If you ever feel that way, Um, there is a way to step back about it and you don't have to be mean you can you know talk to the person about it be like hey um I will always be there for you but there is some time where I need to step back and I realize that you only need me when you need comfort you only need me when you need someone you need a shoulder to cry on and that's like that's that's mentally draining on me because you only ever like it's it, it's come to a point where you associate negative things to that person. Like when you think when that person's name pops up out of a sentence, your mind automatically goes to oh something negative because that's the only encounters you ever have. Ugh. Growing takes a lot of time, you know. Like it's it's a it's an, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But even in that marathon, you know, you still get tired you still get exhausted and you're like, Oh, I'm not even finished. Um <laughs> but um let's see. When I had mentioned saying like I gotta stop feeling sorry for myself, I always hear Princess Carolyn from Bojack say it. She's like, I gotta stop feeling sorry for myself. I'm Princess Carolyn. She's just like me for real. <laughs> um I watch BoJack constantly, constantly, constantly and I'm gonna watch it again with Santi because she wants to watch it. And it was funny because I remember her telling me that she would never watch it. I Just have good taste. That's, that's all it is. Once she hears it, she's gonna be like, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but there's so much depth to it. Um, Princess Carolyn, she really was there for everybody. And she was there for everyone for so long that she just really never got to herself she worked with Bojack for like 23 years and she never found anyone to have a family with until later you know she eventually got what she wanted but she felt good but she she didn't regret being with Bojack but she just kind of resents that she just she has a hard time asking for help which is the same as me that's why I said she's really twins for real um (laughs) it's okay Um, let's see. I was going to give you guys some tips about something, but, oh, right. I was supposed to give you guys tips about romanticizing your life. (laughs) I forgot about that. I'm sorry. We're going back and forth and back and forth, but it's okay. Um, as far as romanticizing your life goes, um, for me, the first thing you should really do is like brush your teeth. This isn't like a diss or anything. Once you brush your teeth, you kind of feel like, okay, this is my first victory of the morning. I brush my teeth and then start doing small things like start to clean your ears and then wash your face and then maybe take a shower and maybe that looks like you sitting in your bath towel for like 30 minutes on your phone there's nothing wrong with that and looking at things to look to to what to wear because mind you this the outfit that i have on is great But it took so long because um, I have a hard time showing up for myself, like I said. And I have so much, you know, when I am invited somewhere, I have an easy idea of what I want to wear. But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to take myself out on a date. I'm going to go out and do errands for myself, but I want to look cute. It takes such a longer time because I'm like, I'm not in the, I'm not in the company of other people I'm in the company of myself and then me not trying to me not finding something to wear and just giving up makes me feel like I don't even like my own company um (laughs) which is something we have to dismantle right now which is what I'm doing I I really love my outfit actually um sometimes Pinterest does help but it even it helps even better when you just kind of like look at your closet Just when you can't, if all else goes wrong and you can't find anything to wear, just look at your closet. Just don't say anything. Don't touch anything. Just look and just look around. It's really, you know, you kind of like trying to internalize everything and your eyes shift to what you like and then your eyes shift to something like, oh, I really like that shirt. Oh, those pants don't go. Those Those pants don't go either okay maybe this maybe okay so it's just you know your brains kind of doing the work and your eyes are just being that map don't overthink it sometimes overthink it but <laughs> don't make that your main goal uh, let's see what else <laughs> oh sorry there's another thing I did I got three piercings in a day <laughs> um it was really it, w- it was really spur of the moment because I was like I always wanted to get these piercings, but fuck it, I got it. Um, it was a, it was a hefty investment, but um, the piercer is her name is also Trinity, which is funny. She is such a great person. She is the type I love seeing people and working with other people who love their job, because it's very obvious that they enjoy what they like to do. Um, she had went through everything, even though. She is like, she's a walk-in piercer, but she does have appointments on certain days of the week. And even so, you're doing the same thing every day. But it just, in the tone of her voice, the cadence that she has, the energy that she has, it doesn't seem that way. It's like a reset button. And she just loves doing what she loves to do. And um, I'm going to tell you what I got, Pierce. She got, because um, Santi also went with me, because this was also on her birthday. Um, <laughs> I got um my other nostril pierced and my doubles so three piercings in total it was great um i sorry i'm yawning now it had been about to be 20 years since i got my ears pierced because i got them when i was a baby so i didn't really know how it felt So I was a little nervous about it just for, I was, you know, I was curious more than nervous because I'm like, these are the earlobes. I think an earlobe is probably the most, the, the softest tissue you have on your body that can be pierced and gets healed easily. Maybe I'd be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the lobes are nothing to be really, you know, tight about. Um... But the nose piercing, I had got my nose pierced when I was 15, so I kind of remember. But since the nose skin is so much thicker than the lobe, it was a bit of a pinch. I started with that first. Um, I think Santi has a video, or it's on my phone, I don't know. But it was great. Santi got her lip pierced um, on the side, and she got... um. Going in, she already had an eyebrow piercing, but she wanted a second one on that brow and then another one on the other brow. So she's got one on one brow and two on her right brow. So she also got three in total. Um, It was fun. She is more like spur of the moment than I am because I was like... I'm on getting a piercing today. She was like, oh, okay, I can go for a piercing. I had to think about what I had to get pierced. But, I mean, I didn't really have to think about it because I was like, I always want my other second one pierced, but I was just prolonging it. And I was like, why am I prolonging this? I could just go right now. <laughs> it's like, it's not that big of a deal. I could just go in and do it. And once um, I talked to Trinity a day before, and I had asked her about pricing and all that stuff, and then with... um jewelry and the pricing it came out pretty hefty but i didn't regret it you know once you like go into something and then it's like buying something really expensive and once you wear it out you your buyer's remorse kind of disperse it just kind of like evaporates into the air because it's like what why not even worry about this this looks great um i really like how my two piercings look because again she loves her job and she it really took her one attempt to dot everywhere that I need that it needed to go um the piercings are very parallel they're leveled um it might not look that way because I have a stud on one and like a flower on the other On the one that's fully um healed but the center of the flower on my left nostril is very parallel with the stud so it's like you know if I had two studs on my nose they would be very they would they would you know be parallel and all that stuff so yeah that was fun huh um i thought i would have more to say today but <laughs> i, I kind of don't um i just want to make sure i had everything written down um and probably some things that i'll probably bring up to you guys for next week or um the week after who knows because i'm kind of on a schedule of just posting when i feel like it um I do have a music episode that will be coming out in the works. Um, Like, it's already recorded. I just have to edit it. So that will, you'll probably, hopefully, we'll we'll see. Let's see if you guys are good. Um, That you guys will probably get two episodes this week. Um, But as far as that goes, um, I have my reading that I will end off with you guys. Because it's a tradition um let's see let's see let's see oh I have a video of me getting my piercing okay that's good to know okay this is from a tiktok but I don't know who the author is but it is from the account called thought catalog so here we go it's a long one there's no shame in taking longer you aren't behind and your timing isn't wrong your path is just different and it's okay Life isn't a, comp- a competition or a race. You can't compare the journey you're on or the things you've achieved because everyone is going to different places. We all have different goals and dreams and values, different strengths and struggles and traumas, different opportunities and access and resources, and that means the places we get to and the ways in which we get there are going to be unique. It's okay if your timeline looks different, and it's okay to walk down a completely different path. There's strength and honor in honoring your needs. Strengthen giving yourself the best possible chance to succeed by going at your own pace and being mindful of what you're currently able to give. You'll just have to be patient with yourself and your process. You'll get to where you want to be. You'll achieve your goals. You'll make it to the end. And you have time. There's nothing written in stone that says you have to reach certain milestones by a specific age. There's no rules that your successes count. Less if you take longer to achieve them. It takes however long it takes, and it's okay. Okay. It's still real and worthwhile and valid. You're allowed to take longer than other people, and you're allowed to take the time that you need. So that's that. Um, Last thing to say before I go on. I haven't just been watching BoJack Horseman. I haven't watched The Scandal. I haven't finished it. I mean, I finished it years ago, but I wanted to watch it again. But I wanted to get back into the Shondaland. Um, and I finally started watching Bridgerton. It's great. I don't know. I really liked historical fiction and I just didn't know why it took me so long, especially European, um, historical fiction. (laughs) So I'm getting into that. I I think I have one more episode to finish season two and then I'm going to start Queen Charlotte. So we've got that going on. I'm really excited about that. I might read The Duke and I because they're like, if you really like Bridgerton, read the Bridgerton books. Because <laughs> when I went to to look up what to read next, because I was really over reading, um, oh, what's the book, I even forgot the title, oh my goodness, it was that forgettable, um, Convenience Store Woman. I was like, okay, let's try and find something else to read. And um, when I looked up like what are books, if you like Bridgerton, what should you read? And they were like, Read the Bridgerton books. They're really good. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, So I will probably read that next. But I wanted to get through the series first. And then wait for season three. Okay. Um, I love you guys. And that's all I have for today. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.